Welcome back to the Golden State Warriors edition of the For the Fans, By the Fans podcast, where we bring you your weekly dose of all things Warriors basketball from the fans' perspective. I'm a lifelong Warriors fan and your host, Benjamin Shapiro. As the Dubs continue to celebrate their third championship in four years, we welcome in an exhausted, demoralized, and completely broken man. Ian Kay is an investment professional who serves as the vice president for Silicon Valley Bank. He's also my ex-roommate, a new father, and a long-suffering Cleveland sports fans. But before we spend the next half an hour reminding Ian that the Warriors have won eight of their last nine in the finals against his beloved Cavaliers, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you on behalf of our friends at Fanatics. Fanatics is the global leader in licensed sports merchandising. They have the world's largest collection of official sports apparels from the league's teams and players you love. So if you want to go buy your LeBron James Lakers jersey... Click the link in our show notes or visit ftfbtf.com slash fanatics and our friends at Fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks to help pay for the production of this show. That said, Ian Foster K, welcome to the pod, my friend. Shalom, my friend. That was quite an intro. (laughs) It is wonderful to have you here. I'm glad you are out of hiding and congratulations on the birth of your first son. Yes, LeBron Jr. And I appreciate it. I'm kidding. LBJJ? Yeah, the J is for Jew, <laughs> then K. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. And as you know, fatherhood is really easy, and you get a lot of rests, and they're on your schedule. So it's been really easy so far. I want you to know, and I think you know this already, but I was thinking of you often while the Warriors were playing the Cavaliers in the finals. Let's start off by you telling the loyal FTF BTF listeners about the baby gift that my wife and I sent you for LBJJ. Uh, it was very thoughtful. Tell us about the unboxing experience. Well, it was first class, and I'm like, whoa, this must be really important. And the first note said, this is for now, I believe. And it was an adorable little Cavs onesie that said Foster, which is my son's name, on it. It was really great. And then... This other package, I opened up, the note said, this is for next year. And yes, it was a LeBron James Lakers jersey. And it even just said LeBron on the back. So my son will be using that to wipe his ass with it. So appreciate the extra toilet paper. (laughs) So your son was born during the finals. And I just want to let you know that I believe the day he was born, it was game two. And I went on to Fanatics, the sponsor of this podcast. I went on to their website and I had a LeBron James authentic Lakers jersey with the yellow and purple custom made number 23 during game two of the finals, because not only was I sure that the Warriors were going to win the finals, I was sure that he was going to end up a Laker next year. You were like the next Nostradamus. It was pretty good. I was actually pretty impressed by that. Because I'll be honest with you, I was 50-50. It's either LA or Cleveland, obviously. And I had actually had some hope that he was staying, but now he's in the bright lights. So let's recap the uh, the finals before we talk too much about your hero, LeBron James. What's life like as a Cleveland fan today after losing in the finals for the second straight year and the third time in four years? Well, Ben, it's a time of reflection. When you lose the best player of your generation, it's probably better to look at the positive side. Like we had the best player in our uniform take us to a final four straight years. Although we only won one, and it was a glorious one that ruined a perfect season for you guys. 
So you cherish the moment because we're never going to see this again. My son may not have this happen to his favorite team ever again. So you're not going to have him be a Nuggets or a Warriors fan? So the wife, we split it up. I get Cavs and Browns and he gets Cubs. Okay. He's going to be tortured. (laughs) Why do that to the kid? (laughs) That's true. Hey, Indians, I will say, I think you had this on your previous podcast with your buddy from Boston. The Indians have been a consistently pretty good team throughout our lives. Like every couple of years, they are always in contention. Are we talking about the Cleveland Indians? <laughs> um, yeah, they were in the World Series two years ago and also was the best team in baseball before they got beat by the Yankees in the playoffs. Do you remember the movie Major League, Those Indians? Yes. Does Charlie Sheen still pitch for them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Vaughn, yes. Let's not get away from the important topic at hand. Can you tell me what the Cleveland Cavaliers starting lineup is going to be next year? So we got the rookie Sexton at the point, mm-hmm. and then uh, Jr. very intelligent basketball player at the two. Dynamic backcourt. Dyna- yeah, yeah. You can't really top that backcourt. And then maybe Rodney Hood might start at the three. Rodney Hood. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. <laughs> and then Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Uh, Kevin Love will not be on that team next year. No way. He won't. He's getting traded. It's going to be the worst team in basketball, and you don't have your first round pick. That pick's protected, top 10 protected. Okay, so maybe you'll have your first round pick. So you named your starting five for the Cavaliers. Now can you name the Warriors starting five? Oh, God. I want to ask you this question, too. How do you feel about this? How everybody's reacting to the signing? Obviously, you guys are starting an all-star at every position. A, I think every one of those guys have been on Team USA. I don't know if Draymond has. I know Iggy has, though, too. All five starters have made the all-star team and Iguodala as well. Yeah. So technically, they have six all-stars if you count Iguodala as the sixth man. So you guys have a team that's basically unbeatable. Everybody is complaining that the 2018 season, there's no point in playing it because you guys are going to crush everybody, which is true. That's what everybody said about this year, too. And if it weren't for Mike D'Antoni overplaying Chris Paul in the playoffs there's a good chance that the Warriors could have lost that. You know, they went to game seven and Houston had a historically bad shooting game in game seven. So you never know what happens. You never know what the injuries are going to be. So you're asking me how I feel about the signing and how I feel about people complaining about the Warriors and saying that's unfair. Anybody with kids in the car, cover your ears for a second. Bitches are going to bitch. That's why they call them bitches. People saying that the Warriors are unfair and the competitive balance isn't fair. Everybody is playing by the same rules. And the fact that the Warriors drafted three all-stars without having a top five pick and they all ended up being all NBA caliber players is why they're in this position. They got lucky that the year they lost was the year that the salary cap expanded. Wait, who did they lose to though? They blew a 3-1 lead and lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Oh, that's right. Then recouped from blowing a 3-1 lead and losing the NBA championship by winning back-to-back finals championships with Kevin Durant and then signing Boogie Cousins. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole... We can dance, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I think that this upcoming season, you never know what's going to happen. You got Boogie coming off an Achilles. He's taken Zaza Pachulia's minutes, so I think it's an upgrade no matter what the condition of his leg, but they have the potential to be an all-time great team. Do I think they're going to go 82-0 and 16-0 in the playoffs? Yes. 
Do I think they're going to win their fourth championship in five years? Yes. Do I think that this is an all-time historic run for a basketball team? Yes. I'm excited. And anybody that complains about the competitive balance of the NBA is bitter and probably just not paying attention to what is an all-time great team. And they'll look back and compare this team to Jordan and the Bulls, Lakers and Magic and Celtics, Bill Russell. Like That's the class that I think this team is in at this point. How long do you think this dynasty lasts for? I think that They'll keep it together for at least another two years. I mean, I don't think Boogie's there for more than a year. I think Draymond might leave for the money. I think Clay will resign and they'll keep Curry. And maybe Durant goes to New York or maybe he goes to Washington down the road to do something different. But, you know, I think that they'll have this for at least two more, three years with the real core intact. I agree. You have a foundation that's going to be there for at least a couple more championships. Yeah. So let's turn our attention to Cleveland sports and your expertise. And LeBron leaving is sort of the big story of the offseason, or at least it was for the 48 hours until DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors. Tell me how you feel about LeBron heading to the Lakers. It was kind of expected. You knew he had other endeavors he wanted to go for. He has his own business. He wants to be that billion-dollar mogul. And it's always L.A. or Cleveland. And after getting swept and I watched him through the playoffs, which he had like probably one of the greatest individual playoff performances of all time we've ever seen, but he's just carrying that team. And I think the Cavs organization failed him. I also think the fact that he was only signing one-year deals really pigeonholed the team as well. How much do you hold him accountable for pulling the strings for the players that they brought in? Because from an outsider's perspective, Tristan Thompson, LeBron's guy, J.R. Smith, LeBron's guy. He orchestrated the trade for Kevin Love, got rid of Wiggins. Those all seemed very much like LeBron pulling the strings and playing GM and coach. And now he's gone. So the strange thing to me is that the people of Cleveland obviously respect and love LeBron, but don't hold any animosity towards him to the current state of the team, which is like in a 10-year hole. Yeah, but you got to think when people say LeBron's a GM, do you think LeBron's saying like, you have to go sign these guys from leaving or do this? Yes. I disagree. You can't run an organization like that. It's both sides. LeBron's like, I want these guys, and I don't think the Cavs are creative enough. If you went to the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank and said, I need Ben Shapiro here to make this bank run, don't you think they pull that string in a heartbeat? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You take your talents to Silicon Valley Bank. No, I really don't, man. The signings, he definitely had influence on, but the trades and stuff, I definitely feel like they could have worked better together. And the fans are never going to have any animosity towards LeBron because he did what he's going to do. We were a long suffering city for a title. He won that title in dramatic fashion and the hometown kid brought his hometown team title. So he's going to get a statue outside the arena. He's going to have his number retired. It's just different now because he came back. He showed his loyalty. He obviously loves Ohio. He loves the community of Akron. And now he's going and everybody in Ohio thinks it's more of a family decision as well. They want to live in the bright lights of LA. His light shines bigger than Ohio. Let's admit it. So it makes sense. It sucks. Cleveland basketball goes to no man's land now. And we'll have to wait for his son. So <laughs> The true LBJJ. Yeah, exactly. But we're happy for him. It sucks that he's leaving and basketball's done in Cleveland for a while. But it's different from when he went to Miami. Yeah. It feels like he graduated to the Lakers this time as opposed to abandoned the team and the community where he was raised. Right. 
Let me ask you a question. He's basically the basketball deity of Cleveland and pretty much the god of Cleveland sports. Have you ever met him? Yes, I've met him twice, actually. Funny story. I was actually dating a pretty girl who lived in the same neighborhood as LeBron. He was probably his fourth year in the league when he was living in that neighborhood. So he's 23 years old at that time? Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And we're hanging out at her house and LeBron texts her and asks if he can come over with his boys. Then she looks at me and she's like, hey, is it cool if LeBron comes over? <laughs> and I've been following LeBron his whole high school career. He's drafted my number one team. Like, heck yes. Just please bring him over. <laughs> so LeBron James texts your girlfriend. Booty called my girlfriend. Booty called your girlfriend. And your response is, heck yeah, bring him over. Yes, please. Love it. Go on. <laughs> and then he comes over with his boys. She has three sisters. They wake up and they call a bunch of their friends. So it's all girls and me and then LeBron and his boys. And the whole time, she's like sitting on his lap. We're all hanging out. And then LeBron asks her to come back to his house. She says, no, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend. And that's when I raise my hand and LeBron notices me then. So that's my claim to fame. <laughs> so <laughs> the amazing part of this story to me is some man is actively trying to hook up with your girlfriend at the time, no matter who he is. And your response is yes. And since it's LeBron James, that's amazing. Hey, in the Akron community, it's what's yours is mine. So he can have whatever he wants. What was the real thing that was going through your head? I, what I'm wondering is, were you just hoping that you'd get to sit on his lap? <laughs> I just wanted a hug. Maybe <laughs> sign my forehead or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, that's an amazing LeBron James encounter story from our buddy and Cleveland Cavaliers fan, Ian K. As he bemoans the end of the Cavaliers season and probably the end of Cavaliers basketball for a decade as the Warriors look forward to the 2017 season. And that's a wrap for today's show. Our plan is to do this every week. So if you like more Giants baseball, Warriors basketball, Bay Area sports in your podcast feed, click that subscribe button. And also, since we're just getting started, we'd love for you to give us a review in the Apple iTunes store as well. If you have questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the For the Fans by the Fans podcast, go to our website or the fans by the fans.com, or you could just do the short version ftfbtf.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search ftfbtf. Uh, lastly, thanks to our friends at Fanatics. If you want to go buy your LeBron James Lakers jersey, click the link in our show notes or visit ftfbtf.com slash fanatics. And our friends at Fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks to help pay for the production of this show. Until next time, swing and a miss, and that's it. 